Here we are. I don't even know what to say. You know, I don't really, I don't know. I don't even know how to start this podcast because it's, it's going to be a rough one to discuss. It needs to be discussed, but... I'm going to say I rewatched the game today and I don't even know why I did that to myself. You said you were going to rewatch it. And I literally was like, I would, I would not be able to rewatch that because I'd be probably twice as angry trying to do this podcast. It was painful. So here we go. Okay. Well, might as well just do it. What my mom says, you know what, just rip the bandaid off. Just let's just do it. So let's just, let's just get started. Let's, let's just get started. Um, oh, here we go. Wow, nice. I don't even have anything. Um, like, I'm out of everything. Oh, a Sonic hard seltzer cherry limeade. Cheers. Yeah, so um, it was it was actually the um, Friendsgiving party I had. Uh, this was left here, I believe. So I figured, um, you know, why not? Why the hell not? It's a good time for it. Okay, let, let's just jump right in. So the, the yesterday, Tuesday, December 14th, we played ULM. Y'all know how that always goes with us. Um which I'll get to on the, on the background. Cause I honestly didn't even realize it's been as bad as it has been um, in the past between us and them. But anyhow, so we played at home. Uh, the very first bad thing I will cover um, as many of you probably know by now, uh, Rati was on the sidelines with the same like whole apparatus thingy brace, whatever that we talked about last time. And he is, out for the season going to ha- I'm, I'm still assuming ACL I don't think they ever said specifically but I'm sure that's what it is because that's what I thought it was from the get-go but yeah it's kind of knee surgery so I'm sure that's what it is yeah uh Keller said it on his post game I'm pretty sure he okay. said ACL yeah and my heart hurts for him Like, we had a feeling that that was the case. We weren't going to obviously say anything until it was 100% confirmed because that's just not how we operate. And so hearing that yesterday and then obviously seeing it firsthand with him still in in the apparatus for his knee and then still in on crutches, it's just kind of solidified it. And it was my heart hurts for him because I know obviously who, who wants it, who, who, obviously nobody plans to get injured, but like. I mean, just the worst timing possible. You, you come back for your super senior year and you and you freaking tear your ACL. Like, yeah, it just it sucks. It sucks for him. It sucks for the team. It sucks for you know the fans. It's just an, a myriad of of suck. Just a major bummer. It is. It's a big blow to our lineup. And, you know, obviously that doesn't mean we can't, we can not not. Is that a, is that a win without him? Because we can. It's not, not, not that we don't have talent on the team to replace him. It's just that's a big part of our rotation, you know, and, and losing Rati 
especially before Kansas and before conference even begins, is just a freaking blow to the absolute gut. It's, it's going to be some big shoes to fill. So we we will see who's going to step up. So you know, some of these guys are going to get more of an opportunity to have to mm-hmm. help out. So agreed. Next man up. You know, Mama Tess always says, "Next man up, next man up." And it's this is honestly the you know, it's just I can't even talk. It's just hard to talk about. So yeah, let's just move on. But yeah, next man up. Got to keep going, charging forward, keep calm, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the history and background info on ULM and us. Our matchup history: we have 17 wins and 29 losses going into this game. Jeez. Now 17 wins and 30 losses. So almost, you know, we've only won about half of what we've lost against them. Um, our last matchup on December 12th of uh, 20, we lost 66 to 55 there. So last time we lost by 11 there. Last night we lost by 13 at home. But anyway. Largest margin of victory, we won 60-36 to 36 on December 29th of 2010. And the smallest margin of victory, we only won by one point like a month prior to that on November 23rd of 2010. So all across the board in 2010. But uh, yeah, so last night we had our starters of Gavin, David, Calvin, Nigel, and Jalen. We lost 82-69. to 69. And the attendance was 1,550. So it says. So, so I'm I'm trying to see, I'm trying to look back when, okay. So, so our last win against them was in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, man. And it seems to me that like we only win. No, we did win one away there in 2010. Yeah. But like, man, I I knew that they were a thorn in our sides. and Well, I suddenly let me say that. We knew they were a thorn in our sides, and they always have been, but I didn't realize how big of a thorn. Yeah. Pretty big. Oh, my God. That's just so – it's just gross. It's just gross. I, I, I hate playing them. I, I wish we didn't have to play them. I wish we would stop, stop playing them, but – I, Coach Keller just has not figured out the recipe of how to beat ULM. I don't get it. I I, ju- I don't get it. How do how do you play how do you play that well? I mean, well, well enough, you know, sufficiently. Last weekend versus Liberty, a, a very premier mid major program, and then turn around and completely shit the bed. Versus a, I believe somebody, I forget if it was Matt or somebody tweeted there were like two forty three in Ken Palm. How? How? Yeah, they're. Um, hold on, and I'll look it up. But I, I want to say their uh, record so far is like five and. I don't know. It's not. I don't think it's winning. Hold on just a second. Let me look. It's not good. No, their record. Their record as of. Uh, you know, I believe as of this year was was not great to be act to be honest with you. It wasn't at all. But I'm no, I, I thought it was on here. I guess it wasn't. Uh, they were. Well, when it says they're six and four. Oh, that's still not super great. In the Sun Belt. Hmm. 
Yeah, six and four. That's right, because, yeah, the announcer said they were five and four coming in, which is, like, just not good. I mean, that's not good. Well, now you're six and four. You're welcome. Yeah. Fucking rid- – and it's just ridiculous. I just don't – I it you know, this is where college basketball – like, this is where, you know – uh, I forget who tweeted it yesterday. I don't know if it was some if it was oh, like mid- mid-major hoops or something. Yeah, I was just like, you know, gotta, you know, gotta feel for the SFA fans. You know, it's like literally a, an emotional roller coaster. You know what I mean? And I, it is. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows this season so far, I feel like. And, you know, and a bunch of people said like, hey, you know, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Last time ULM beat us, we went and, you know, we went and beat uh, Baylor and upset Baylor. I'm like, yeah, you're right, but we shouldn't be losing to ULM. I don't care how you justify. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. We should not be losing to ULM, especially when we just beat Liberty. Like we should not be, it just doesn't make sense in my logical brain, you know? And then it's like that happened when we did, when we beat Baylor, we lost to ULM by a ton. And then the next weekend we went and, and beat Baylor in a ups, you know, a, a basically same thing as Duke, like a little last minute tip in. So it's like college basketball is an absolute fickle mistress that just, we just keep coming back for more. And it, it is, it's driving me batty at the moment an absolute up the wall. So um, we just can't leave her. No, we just can't leave her. Like we just keep suckling off that teeth. She just keeps breaking our heart. We just keep coming back. Yeah. In in the post-game presser, Kyle said, Coach Keller, Kyle, call Kyle, Kyle Keller, whatever. Um, He said 69 points is not enough to win in most college basketball games if you play against anyone any good. Facts. Uh, Latrell shot the ball really well. That is what he does. We have to play better defense. That is what let us down tonight. They controlled the game, and we were on our heels all night. Facts. Straight ball. I mean, he took it on himself, as he should. I mean, he's the leader of the team. He is the head coach. And that game was just poorly executed all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Did we go over the starters and stuff? Yeah. Tell us about the wax stand. Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. I'm sure this game did not help us one freaking bit in the standings. Um, well, we didn't drop as far as I thought we did, but here we are. Okay, so Grand Canyon, 9-2, California Baptist, 8-2, along with New Mexico. They're the same. Uh, Abilene Christian, 6-2, still because they only played eight games. What are we doing? Everybody else in the league has played 10 or 11 games, and they're the only team that's only played eight. I don't understand what's going on in Abilene. What are we doing? Uh, um, (laughs) Seattle U and us are at 8-3, Utah Valley, 7-3, Dixie State, still 5-5. Still been batting a 500 here. Um, UT, Rio Grande, four and seven. Chicago State, Sam Houston, three and seven. Tarleton, three and eight. And Lamar at two and eight. I mean, what? What is going on in Sam Houston? Are we just bad again? I say we is in that. Well, they did play SMU and they played Texas. They played UTSA and lost. They played North Texas and lost. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. Okay. Well, here we are. Here we are. Um, okay. Sean Kennedy's stat section, not 
super great. So just get ready. Uh, our field goal percentage is 49%, which isn't totally abysmal, but um, our three-point percentage is 33.3, .3, also not totally absolutely abysmal. Um, our free throw percentage was 58.3, which again, I've said it a million times, listen, Lisa and Linda, if we're a D1 program, we got to be breaking 60% on the free throws. I'm so sorry. Besides that, we had, we had 24 free throws and we only made 14. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. That would have made a huge impact if we could have made six more. Agreed. Monster impact. I mean, I, I don't, I, I still, don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it whatsoever. Yeah, 58 is not going to cut it for me. Um, points in the paint, we only had 30, which, you know, I, like we've talked about, I mean, that's not a bad number, but for us it is because. It is. Yeah. We get most of our scoring. Um, mm -hmm. Points off of turnovers, 20. Second chance points, 10. Fast break points, 10. Bench points, we had 32, <clears throat> 28 of which were trails which we'll get to get to that for sure. Uh, so really, if you want to look at it, bench point really on bench really only scored like four because trails should not even be coming out. Anyways. All right. We'll get there. 27 total rebounds, um, which is just not the greatest, but they only had 30 rebounds. So we really just didn't take a whole lot of shots, I guess. Um, I mean, cause that's just not as many as normal, but um Anyhow, 10 offensive boards and 17 defensive boards. Uh, we had 14 fouls. We had 17 turnovers. Not the worst, but they only had 14. Um, we had eight steals. We had six blocks. And our game leaders, obviously, game leader number one, Pilgrim's Pride player of the game, Trell with 28 points, three rebounds, and an, and an assist. Um, he only played 25 minutes and scored 28 points. Um, not only, I'm not saying 25 is not that much, but I'm just saying he didn't play the most minutes on the team. He played like the third most minutes on the team and scored 28 points. Um, Gavin had 19 points. Six rebounds, one steal. There's yeah. So, yeah, moving right into the, the feats of strength, because, yeah, even though this game was just an absolute dumpster fire, um, starting at about five minutes left in the first half, uh, from literally from then on, like I, I checked the ESPN predictability, uh, percentage predictability for win, win predictability, and I checked back to see when it went wrong for us on the percentage of, who's going to win or not. And it was at five minutes and 40 seconds in the first half left in the game or left in the first half, five minutes and 40 seconds. That's when the tides turned. And that's when we, they took a lead and we couldn't get it back the entire game, the rest of the game. It was done. It was done. There was no, we made one good run in the second half, but, but it wasn't enough. Not enough. It was not, it was not enough. Not enough. Um, so, yeah, even though there it was a very mm, crap game, there were some bright moments. And for real, that bright moment really – or that bright spot really just shone over Trell. I mean, he, he was our dog in the fight. He was our warrior for the entire game. 
I feel like towards the end of the game, especially, he was the only dude left on that court still fighting. Like he was the only one still still hustling. He was doing anything he could to keep us in that game. Literally anything and everything. I mean, he was an absolute warrior the entire time, especially in that second half. Um, he was seven out of 10 with his three points. Like you said, he was hitting them and he wasn't just hitting them. He was swish. Like, I mean, yeah, Thank they were beautiful. I, my Thank opinion, uh, Trill should be starting. I mean, he 100%. played an amazing game. Threes, mid-range jumpers off the dribble, mm-hmm. everything. Like, I mean, he, he was just playing. That was his That was his standout right. game. And it's weird to say that in a loss, that that was somebody's standout yeah. game or best game of the season. But that was his – that was his game of the season where everybody stopped and said, Oh shit. Like he's good. Like we knew it, but now, now people are aware because everybody on Twitter was talking about it. Whack hoops was talking about it. Everybody was talking about trail, 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 trail. And I could not be any happier for him for that game. Like I am. Yeah, we lost. Okay, whatever. But I'm more, more pleased than I have than I have been because of that performance. He, you're right. He should be starting. He should be starting this next game. I think so too. And you know what? I wonder if I don't know. I, I just think it's. I would like to note that it is somewhat coincidental that his breakout game is the game before we play Kansas, which is where he came from. So I wonder if he's like really gearing up mentally and is like mm. re- really ready for this game. So we'll see. That's a really good it's a you know what? It's a really good point. Really good point. Um, you know, I I just I just know that he carried us on his back like a freaking warrior, and I am a forever trail stan, is what I wrote in the notes. Like yeah. trail stan, trail stan. I will make a trail shirt. Like I I will go above and beyond for our boy Latrell. And I will tell him that. I told him that last night. I said great game proud of you man keep it up keep going holy shit oh, keep, keep yeah. it up keep the keep foot on right. the uh, off of that i'll segue on to one of my um feats of strength was that we we were very very happy that after the game trell and calvin still came over for high fives and hugs and like alex said even though it was a loss but i mean trell was the lead scorer and he's never scored that many points I don't know that any of the guys have scored that many points this season so far. I think Day I, scored 24. Um, yeah, that he may be the highest of the season so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, we lost and it was sucky, but he played great and he deserves to get, you know, a little pat on the back and great game, buddy. And absolutely. We wanted to tell him that he came over and, I was like, give me a hug. And he's like, I'm sweaty. And I'm like, we don't care. You play great. You get a hug. We, zero, like, we absolutely don't care about sweat. If you're sweating, that means you were hustling. And I don't yeah. care. And, you know, for Calvin, too. I mean, Calvin knows we love him. So, mm-hmm. you know, just just to say, no matter how disappointing the game is, we always want our boys to come over so that we can give them a little – you know, a little reassurance. And that's like, what can I said to Calvin last night? I'm like, on to the next. Like, it wasn't a good one, but, you know, 
next game's coming. So exactly. And we've always been that way. And we love, we love when the guys come over and see us after the game, even if it's bad. Cause even like, I know you remember the last game of Nate and Kevon's junior year. It was spring of 2019, whenever we didn't even make the conference tournament. And so they knew that last home game was their last game. And when it was done, I mean, Nate was in tears and he still came over and, you know, we both gave him a really long hug and we're like, it's, it's going to be okay, buddy. We're next ready for next year. You know, like we want to give them that little encouragement. So I absolutely, I 100% remember that game vividly and you're right. I mean, he was in like all, all the guys were in tears because they just felt like they let everybody, especially the well, the boys that were about to be seniors, like Johnny and Nate and Kevon, you know, they, they literally just, they felt so defeated and they felt so bad and they wanted to give not only the team, but also us, you know, that opportunity to get, to get into the, you know, the conference tournament and, and uh, man, they just were, so, and then the next year, what happens? Duke win. Exactly. I mean, they didn't get to finish their season, which sucked, but. Yeah, you know, exactly. Cause of COVID, you know, I feel like that was another, I mean, they literally conference champs get to, you know, get to Katie and then have to, and then can't even, can't even finish their year. Absolute dish, just, just, shit all around but yeah i mean okay well yeah let me just just move on let me just move on yeah so david we've said this many times uh, we love ourselves some david um he had some really great moments last night uh one of my favorites was when he you know he was really really hustling on defense or on uh, offense and uh we were about to lose the ball out of bounds he jumped he literally jumped through the air saved the ball flicked it backwards and got it to to, to Gavin for the layoff. I mean, for the layup, it was, I mean, a big move, big save. Um, you know, I can always count on David to, to have that type of hustle throughout the game. He may not score a damn point and that's fine. Yeah. I prefer if he did, we all would, uh, you know what I mean? But just for example, like he could score zero points and still be very active and be doing other things like assists, you know, and, and, and Jacqueline even said it last night, it's really hard to, uh, play two different roles to be the point guard and then also have be a three point shooter. Like you can only like, it's hard to be both, especially in college ball when you're having to play, have so many hats. Yeah. It's, it's very, very hard because as a shooter, it's just so hard to get into a rhythm. And so when you're trying to run the offense and make sure people are where they're supposed to be and run the plays, I mean, it's just hard to fit in getting in a rhythm of shooting there too. So that's tough. But um, yeah, like Alex said, I mean, David Dave did not score a lot last night. He only scored four, um, but he played a really great game. Like he made the the few buckets that he did make were very clutch. Um, and he even got like a really nice block. And like Alex said, the saving the ball. So, I mean, he, he still was out there hustling and contributing. It, it just wasn't his best scoring night at all. And, and then, yeah, and, and it, it'll happen. It'll happen. It happens to the best of them. Uh, Nigel as well. He was obviously playing um, again still. I don't think he's at his 100% best. And I'll give you a few examples and grievances. But, um, you know, he took he took a couple. He took a – well, here's the thing. He took a nice charge. And then he also, I believe, one of the charges that was called – wait. He took a, he took a charge. And then, okay, that was 
that was one of the bad calls. Okay. Was the, they called it a, a uh, yeah, they called a charge on him that was not a charge. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I was trying to think of what it was and that's what it was. Okay. Um, but he, he took a charge, great charge, uh, put his body on the line for that one. Um, and then he also had a few, you know, pretty decent layups thrown in there as well. Um, again, any, any time that Nigel gets on the court and he can increase his, you know, his stamina and really get out there and, and play as hard as he can, you know, is, is good, you know, especially with Rati being down, it's, it's, it's almost like it's poetry in motion where literally we have Nigel, he's on the bench. He's, he's still recovering from his injury. And then as soon as we get Nigel back, Rati goes down and it's like, can't a bitch get a break. Can't, can't win for losing. Literally. Literally. Shit. Anyway. Um, and uh, you know, and I will say we always usually harp on the on the crowd, but it was it was a decent attendance for a break game. You know, it, it's winter break, it's winter break in Knack, and you know, usually when winter break rolls around, this place is like an absolute ghost town, which it is still. But it was a decent crowd. Obviously, I don't expect there to be a ton of students around because yet again, everybody leaves pretty much whether they live on campus or off campus. Everybody pretty much goes back home. So. Um, you know, it was a decent game. And my other, and I didn't write it down, but my other feat of strength is uh, Jacqueline Noel Parton's picture skills. Thank you very much for taking uh, my family's uh, Christmas picture in front of the um, Coliseum last night for our Christmas cards. Cheers. Yeah, no, y'all looked so cute. So I'm glad it, I mean, I didn't have to do much. Y'all did all the work. So, yeah, you know, you know. But it was a cute, a cute photo. Yeah. Um, so had a few small good things. Um, so uh, same as like what I said about David, uh, Day had not the greatest game either. He only scored four as far as points. Um, but he still fought for some really good buckets. You know, the few that he got, he fought really hard. And um, he had two steals and a block, an assist. I mean, he, you know, he was still scrapping out there. Yeah. Um, Jalen did have some really good plays. He didn't score a whole lot either. No one really did besides uh, – Trail, but um, let's see, J yeah, Jalen only scored three, but um, he had some good plays. Like there was one he got back on defense after a turnover, and um, took a charge on the other end. So like we had turned it over, and he hustled all the way back to the other end and took a charge. Um, he did. He did. And he got some, like I said, good. I said good blocks. No, he got two blocks. Yeah, that's right. Two blocks and two steals. Um, he was so also pretty good on his uh, free throws. He was three to four, so not bad. He only missed one. Yeah, that, well, that's the only scores he got was the three free throws. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, not bad. Um, that's that's it for me on the pizza string. Okay, yeah, uh, we will move on into the second half of our game analysis, your favorite section. With the airing of grievances, <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're gonna hear about it. You. All right, buckle in. So I'm sorry, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be really, you know, I feel like sometimes I am really harsh, but I, I can't, I can't, I can't help it because it was just an absolute dumpster fire. What in the God's name? My first issue, first issue is what in the hell was Jalen shooting at the entire game? He was. He was zero over five, over three, 
He literally took eight shots and didn't make a single one. They were, and they were, and it's not like they were close and like rimmed out. Like it was a good look. All of them were just bad. Yeah. I don't know what happened with him, but that was not it. That was not it. It was not it. And you're right. Like that is not like him. You know, he maybe doesn't take a ton of shots. Like he's really good at, you know, the, you know, layups, um, you know, getting back on offense after, you know, in transition and, and you know, outrunning them and, and, you know, laying it up and things like that. Last night, good jumpers. Last night he was trying for threes out of nowhere and it just wasn't good. Low, low, low percentage shots just low and it was frustrating because after like the third shoot and miss you would think that he would be like all right let me calm it back down and maybe get into a better rhythm and then try again later no homeboy just kept trying kept trying kept trying and it still wasn't going in and i'm literally fuming behind the bench fuming yeah it was and then he sinks in, and then Date and Dede sits on the goddamn bench. Explain that one. You can't. No. I'm sorry. I mean, at some point, you got to sit Jay and put in Day. That, that's got to be the move. It's got to be the move, especially especially when that's, when that's happening. Another thing that I was getting extremely frustrated about, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but – is they were just letting these boys, ULM, just literally walk into the paint and shoot those layups like it was a goddamn Christmas gift on Christmas morning. I mean, literally, here you go, blink, here you go. I mean, it was just like an open gift, no defense whatsoever into the paint, nothing. It was, it was bad. Like, did you notice that on your rewatch? Like it was, I mean, multiple yeah. times. They just, I mean, not even, they just watched him sail by. Like, Olay, like this is a, 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 a you know, a, a what do they call those damn things? Matador. No, not a matador. What are they called? Matador. Yeah. Matador. Okay, I thought, I thought it was wrong. Okay, yeah. No, you were right. Um, yeah, we, we let them have several back doors. And it was like, even, even during the time period, the short time period when we were ahead, Mm-hmm. just literally swapping buckets every possession and it's yep. like if you're just going to keep letting them make an easy bucket then our lead is no more like it's not we're not going to and it, it it was no more it, it went bye-bye so it easily went bye-bye and it wasn't like it was a hard fought back and forth back and forth game it was at five minutes and 40 seconds in the first half they got the lead and it was sayonara baby Okay, and let me let me share something else. One of my notes was where was the rebounding because like we just were not blocking out at all. Yeah. I mean, there were multiple possessions where no one on our team blocked out. Okay, our second chance points we only had ten. <clears throat> they had. I'm 18. surprised it's ten. They had eighteen. I'm so surprised it was ten. Had, you know, almost twice as many second chance points because we we just were not blocking out. Um, we had at least one shot clock violation. We had one like right off the bat, which I think we ended up getting saved because they may have called a foul or something, but the shot clock had, shot clock had gone off. Um, our, like I said, free throws abysmal. Um, abysmal. 
abysmal. On defense, we were not talking on switching screens. And there was one time that uh, Keller got pissed and called a timeout because uh, David and Day's man set a screen on David. And so Day switched. But then David came over to cover his his man, too, when Day was already covering him, which left Day's man wide open to nail a three in our face. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I just and it's literally when you get out of a timeout. You know, you're supposed to talk about stuff in timeouts, which I'm sure they did. And then they literally, as soon as out of a timeout, boom, three. What are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? What are we doing? And then, and then I literally just looked and I'm sure, I bet you already mentioned this. So I'm just going to reiterate it. They had 39 bench points. 39 bench points. A lot. 39. Yeah. They had 22 points off turnovers, and we only had 20. 22. Normally, we have way more bet, you know, points off turnovers than the other team because we create turnovers. That's the whole point of press you. That's the whole. That is the whole point. That is the point. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the rebounding and not blocking out. You know, our our offensive rebounds were. I mean, yeah, we had 10. Yeah. 10. Again, I'm surprised we had that many. <laughs> it just looked like we weren't getting any. Zero. Oh. Zilch. Nada. Nothing. And the few that we did get and we put back, we still missed. So, exactly. like, yes. Oh. Easy shots and then missing easy putbacks. Um, they were, I will say, and I noticed them more when I watched it back today, but they were double teaming really hard on anything at the post. Mm -hmm. or in the lane um but that leaves someone open out on the perimeter we just weren't hitting nothing nada not one single thing um was hitting um nope well the last thing i will say and y'all know i don't ever complain about this they were making plenty of bad calls last night that was not the reason why we lost but it certainly did not help our case um but i noticed more on the whole tech situation whenever i watched it back today because I didn't I didn't realize at the moment because I was I was so like focused on what happening was Ke with Keller. Yeah, and we actually got two texts called on us. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just the one on Keller. So what happened was they called a tech on day for flopping because apparently they had already given him a flop warning and they said that he flopped. So they called the tech on him. The the initial ref called the tech on day for flopping. I'm doing air quotes for those of you just listening. So then Keller gets all fired up and is complaining to referee number two, who's standing there beside him and referee number one, who called the tech on day, then calls the tech on Keller. So then that makes even more sense. Why little day was the one over there trying to like calm Keller down and pull him back. And Keller was like losing his mind because okay, this like, that, yeah. that helps. That helps because we only in the game, and I'm, I'm sure many people didn't even didn't even notice that the first tech was called on day. Yeah, I miss I somehow missed that completely. Well, we all, I think most people did because everybody was just talking about where the hell did that tech on Keller come from? 
because he's literally just standing there talking. I mean, he has very animated, animated, but very animatedly talking to the, but he wasn't like screaming um, at the other, at the other ref. And then all of a sudden the dude from the other side of the court comes over and tees up Keller and we're like, what the fuck? He wasn't even talking to you, bro. So that makes sense. I'm very confused on our game notes on the stats. It says technicals, none. I don't know why it says that, but anyways, there was two. That's what happened. So. That's wild. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm still upset at the, the, that they had the audacity to give, to give freaking day a, a freaking tech for flopping, and they didn't even give a flop freaking tech to the other team. Are you kidding me? They, they did the same thing. They didn't even give them a flop warning. Holy shit! I am, I am upended right now. Are you yeah. kidding me? If anything, call it fair, and if. I don't mind the tech on us, but tech the other guys too. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we flop, we flop. Fine. Give us the tea. We deserve it. But they did the same thing. The entire William R. Johnson was in an uproar because this kid freaking flopped so hard. Was it against Nigel or I can't remember who? And it was against Gavin, right? He like, I I I can't remember who it was, but like literally the guy like ran into Gavin and flopped backwards. Like, like a freaking animated bullshit. I think it was Gavin. Yeah. And literally the entire William R. Johnson is like in an uproar, yelling flop, yelling for the flop and nothing, not even a warning. Yeah. No. Uh, While we're on that note, I'll read because John Treadway tweeted that he wasn't going to be able to watch live. So he had some notes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Mostly grievances, so I feel like now is the appropriate time. Um, Had it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. So John Treadway says, notes they made four more threes than us on the same amount of attempts. That was pretty much the difference. So yeah, we only made seven of twenty-one, and they made eleven of twenty-one. So uh, uh, you know, um, twelve more points. We lost by fourteen. And our free throws sucked. Uh, I was going to so say, Jalen and Gavin making all their free throws would have been the difference. Because uh, Gavin only made five of ten, and Jalen made three of four. Like, if they would have at least made all or majority of their free throws, like if Jalen would have made all of his, not saying it's all on just them, but, I'm you know, just as an example. like, And this is one of those games that shows that every little thing makes – a difference. It's a big difference because there was just a lot of little errors that we made that could have easily tipped the skills um, more in our direction, you know? Case in point, uh, ball control. Uh, what was going on with our ball, our ball control, especially under the basket? You yeah. saw that, right? Multiple times that we would just, we had the ball. It was Nigel a few times, and I can't remember the other, uh, maybe David, maybe one time or twice. I can't really remember exactly who all it was all at one time, but multiple instances of under the basket literally trying to go up for a a layup and just getting the ball whack, right from right from underneath our nose and i'm like where's our ball control and, and you know back, a couple of bad passes especially uh into the paint and uh around the around the horn there you know, it's, what are we doing ball control yeah we didn't know um so the rest of his notes he says they had two shooters making outside shots latrell was our only shooter making shots correct um phantom fouls called on gavin which is the charge that we were talking about yes there it is okay yeah and it was and it was gavin oh i mean and that was disgraceful i just cannot with that um and then my last note is 
uh, I talked about ball control and, and the lost passes with dribbles, especially in the basket. Um, you know, another thing I want to mention, this is the last part on, on my grievances, is just mental toughness. I feel like my grievance there is that when things stop going your way, like when they are not going your way anymore, um, sometimes not saying all the players on the team, but I just feel like some of them just they start letting it get to them too much and then it affects their game. Like when, when, when the dominoes start falling and things are not going their way, it just the mental toughness to continue and continue playing your game just is not there. And it affects their game and wherein it is a team sport so that they're, that affects the rest of the team and whoever's on the court at that moment. And we, we really got to work on that. I, I you know, really got to work on that. Yeah, you're not making your free throws. Yeah, you made a mistake. You you missed the ball. You missed the free throw. You missed the you missed the pass. You missed the three. You missed, you know, you you get you turn the ball over. Whatever it is, I don't care, man. You you gotta just shrug it off and continue with the game. Shrug it off. Look at the film later. Learn from it. Build from it. You know, fail forward, as the great Erica Tolar says. Come on. No, I, I completely agree. And that it is tough. Um, it is tough. It's very. Oh, it's difficult. hard. I agree. I mean, but. But the thing is, and like you said, I mean, if I could give, if I could give any advice back from what I wish I would have done differently whenever I played is kind of the same thing. I wouldn't say that I got like just defeated in my own mind, but it was more like, or like lack of effort or engagement, but it was more. It was more like I just I just knew so much about the game that I would be harder on myself than anyone else. And so if I like came out and, you know, I'm a shooter and I'm not shooting well, then I, I would not shoot the rest of the game. Like I would play hard and I would be in it, but I would be so afraid that like I was going to be that player that was like the ball hog shooting when they're not doing well and everyone was going to talk shit. And like looking back, it's like, I mean, yeah, of course we want to win every game, but like this is at the most basic level, like supposed to be enjoyable. So just you try, still have your best, it. try your best to enjoy it. And if it doesn't work out your way, then on to the next one. And like, I just wish I would have, I wish I would have focused more on than just enjoying it because then when it's over, it's over. And like yeah. I, every game that I watch, I miss playing. And I'm like, I wish I would have just enjoyed it more in the moment because you know, if you lose, you lose, but the, an L is an L is an L. So it doesn't yeah. matter. You can't go back and change it. You can't go back and change it. Yeah, okay, you missed the three. You missed You missed the free throw. You made a bad pass. You can't go back and change that. Just let it go for that, you know, like I said, go back, learn from it later, but just continue playing the game and have fun. Like roll it, you know, kind of just brush it off your shoulder and still and show your team that it's not going to let it, you're not going to let it affect you. Just keep going. Just keep going, have fun, get juiced up. Like, where was that juice against Liberty last night? Yeah. You know, there were a few sparks and moments of it. And I was like, and, and we both even said this, like, ooh, are we about to go on a run? And then it just got shut down because of a bad pass or, you know, a missed three or turnover. And I'm just like, we can't let this shit get to us like that. Like, we literally have to just take the L, lick our wounds, and move on to the next game. And it just so happens that our next game is freaking Kansas. It's a big one. 
It's a big one. You don't, Kansas is not going to blow smoke up our ass all. Like they are going to absolutely decimate us if we are going to play like we played last night, straight up, you know? And I even, we said that last night. I was like, if we play like we played last night, it is going to be an embarrassing game. And we cannot, we cannot. Yeah, we can't, we cannot make those little mistakes against uh, a seasoned. Because you thought ULM was going to expose it. (laughs) They, Kansas is good this year. Good. I mean, they're good every year, but they are good this year. They're better than the Duke team that we upset two years ago. Yeah, I'm about to look and see what they're ranked right now. Easily. They're better than Duke a couple years ago. Easily better. So we have got to make some corrections and some adjustments this week. Gotta. They're currently ranked number seven, but I do agree they're stronger than the number one Duke team that we played currently. Agreed. Agreed. <sighs> yeah. No, I mean, and and it's it's – we're excited for the game. We're excited to go. Excited to cheer on our jacks. Excited for the experience to be in to be in the fog. But I mean, we, we have to we we have to clean up our act here. We really do. So one one word to describe the entire game, Jacqueline Noel Perton. So I just kind of was thinking lackadaisical because I just I mean I'm sorry I just kind of felt like our head wasn't in it like we just kind of weren't completely there. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. And again, it didn't look like our normal performance at all. No, no. And that's why I'm, I'm so confused because of the performance they put on versus Liberty. Like I'm just, I'm baffled. I, I, Cause that's how we know they can play with all that energy and all that juice and all that fire. And then you come into this game at home. And what did we think that ULM was just going to just sit on their ass? We should, yeah. I mean, come on, we know better. God bless. They literally have our number every single year. What I mean, what is happening? So my my word, and I we said this a lot, and we even talked about this on the last podcast because Kyle brought it up, and it's an it was an absolute trap game, and we fell for the damn trap. It was a trap. It was a booby trap. It was quicksand because, and I'm saying the game. My word was quicksand is because it was it was fine. It was a little bit back and forth in the, in the first half of the of the first half. Um, you know, it wasn't anything that was looking too crazy. It was going to be a typical ULM SFA match. And then as soon as we just hopped into the quicksand, we couldn't get ourselves out of it, man. And we just kept sinking. We kept fighting. Well, Trell kept fighting, fighting. And the harder, you know, the harder you fight in quicksand, the quicker you sink and fall and you, you, you suffocate. So that's what I felt happened that, you know, last night. It was just, uh, there was no coming back. It's just a domino effect. As soon as those dominoes start falling, there's there's no coming back, unfortunately. Um, but just like with like we said just now, we just gotta move past it. We've talked about it, we've ranted about it, we've released the demons, and so now we're looking ahead to Kansas. So, Jacqueline, do you wanna give them just a quick little little preview about what we're doing this weekend? Yeah, um, so we can't wait. As we've said before, this is another big game that we're playing the day before my birthday. And in the past, that has <clears throat> worked out well for us. So we're yes. continue that luck. True. Um, so tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to go ahead and drive to Dallas. Stay mm-hmm. again with our friend Megan, who we stayed with last week. Um, we're going to have her with her and Ira and Matt and Kate, our other two friends who came to the game with us last weekend. So that'll be a fun little 
Dinner and I, our flight is at 7.25 a.m. on Friday. So that means we have to get to the airport early as balls. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it won't be too bad since it's Dallas Love. Um, but no, but still, yeah, pretty, but still, yeah. Still, yeah. Um, and we we have quite a contingent so far coming um, to the game. Mm -hmm. Our friend mm -hmm. Corey is coming and is staying mm -hmm. in the same hotel as us. Uh, Matt Atkins is coming and staying at the same hotel as us. Matt Postens is coming and staying at the same hotel as us. John Treadaway is going to be there. I can't remember if he's staying there or staying somewhere else. He's staying, he's staying in yeah, him and his family are staying in Kansas City at a VRBO, but he also did tell me that on Saturday he's going to try to see if he can stay at the hotel um, just so that he doesn't have to, like, that way he can, like, come out with us after and not have to worry about um, right, exactly. right, 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 right. So so we'll see about that. Um, Erica's coming along with Brandy and, uh, and TJ and Andrew, there's just, a, there's a bunch of people coming and I'm very, very excited. Um, you know, I'm sure there's other people coming. We just don't know about, uh, Dylan said that he may just show up and I'm like, what? <laughs> and Connor will be there. Of course. Um, of course, Connor will be there. Yes. Um, I would like to give a quick shout out to John and Dylan for, uh, do donating to our, our drink fund that we posted last night or I posted it last night on Twitter. Um, so if you feel so inclined to buy your favorite basketball girls, a drink or two or three, um, you can go on our Twitter and click on the little money symbol at the top of our page and you can Venmo or cash app us a couple bucks. Um, cause we, cause we broke. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to ball on a budget. Um, we really are. We really are. I mean, and if you can't be there to buy it for us in person, like you would at, at a at a basketball game here in NAC. I mean, so it are. should be fun. Um, and I'll, I'll I will give a quick little shout out to Connor because uh, January of 2020, when Sean and I were supposed to go visit Connor to watch Oklahoma State play Kansas, and we got Sean and I got turned around and <laughs> sent back to uh, to Tyler because of snow. Um, canceling the flights. Anyway, uh, Connor had made a really nice list because y'all know I went all out on my list for Belfast and had a really fancy list of all the things to do and see and eat and drink. So we, we have quite a nice leftover list um, from Connor of things that Sean and I never got to do. So we have, we have quite a selection of places to eat and drink and all that. And then we're doing the pregame alumni event at the rooftop bar at our hotel that we were staying in. The bird um, dog that looks super cool, and it, it's supposed to just be the spot for like pregame stuff because um, our hotel's right across from from campus. So mm -hmm. we're pretty excited about that. So Alex and I, Matt Atkins, will be early setting up there for that. Will be. Oh, uh, Jeff Davis is coming. That just okay. reminded me. Uh, also, also, um, um, John Irwin. And his and his wife. I'm, I'm assuming Susie and John. John John Irwin's coming. Uh, our our uh, heart surgeon from Chicago. I did see that, and I have not met him in person yet. So I'll be I met him at the UIW game, and let's just say him and his wife are the cutest thing I've ever seen, and it makes me very happy that they're coming. And they do. Ha okay, so uh, this is such a side story, but I'm going to say it really fast. So they they have their home in Chicago, but then they also have a like a ranch or home in um, in Central Texas, like near. 
you know, San Antonio, Austin, like in central Texas. And I literally told them, I was like, anytime you need someone to come and check on your home in central Texas, cause you're not there half the year because you're in Chicago, just call me. I'll go patrol. I'll go stay the weekend. I'll, you know, I'll go, if I need, a, I'll go, I'll go. I was like, Jacqueline, I'll go. They're like, yeah, anytime. I'm like, Mm. (laughs) road trip trip. Um, so I just want to give a quick uh, forecast for the weekend Um, that way you know the weather that we're about to just embark on to to Lawrence, Kansas okay so Friday when we get in high 52, low 26 Saturday, high 36 low 15 Sunday when we leave high 42, low 28 Make sure, Jacqueline, that you pack your your warm woolen mittens and your wool socks and your warmest jacket. I might have to wear my fleece leggings under my Spanx leggings or whatever else I wear. I was about to say, Jacqueline, you may need to bring your Belfast stuff, like your cold weather shit. Like that's way cooler than it was in Belfast. Belfast, it was like in the 40s. So yeah. Oh shit. So I ordered I ordered more wool socks. I have wool socks, but I don't like the ones I have. So I ordered new ones. And I also ordered like cold weather like gloves. Because I have gloves, but like they're like from Walmart and they suck. They're not for cold weather. Mm-hmm. Like cold, cold weather. And so I ordered some like actual legit weather gloves. I got some North Face gloves, so I'm good on that. Yeah. So I'm also bringing my boots and my rain boots slash galoshes just for extra winter protection. I may bring my rain boots too, because if it's at all like snowy or something, I don't want to wear my leather boots. No. Yeah. I mean, especially on Saturday, it doesn't say anything about snow, but if it's going to be low 15, it may, but it doesn't say anything about any precipitation. So Okay. It may well, just be 15 degrees and balls ass cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just funny because every time I check the weather, it's always changing. So like yesterday I checked it. It said the high was in the 30s on Saturday and then the low was like 19. And then I checked it again and it said the low was 22. And then I just checked it now and it says the low is 15. So. Yay. Yes. Anyway. Calm down. Okay, so yeah, the next time you will hear from us will be after Kansas, but watch watch our social media. We'll be posting plenty of stuff because it's oh, plenty. Be a fun weekend, and we cannot wait. I'm sure we'll do a couple lives or something, live videos on Instagram, yeah. like we did at the Duke, at the Duke, at Cameron Indoor. I'm sure we'll do some pictures and live stuff at just walking around Kansas and walking around Lawrence, and you know, I'm hoping to hit up a few breweries while we're there. So. Yeah, we got some really good options, so I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hope you guys are too, and you're going to follow us along on social media for all that. Um, one last thing I'll mention and just remind everybody, if you are or haven't uh, haven't decided on a game to come back for, if you're an alumni and haven't decided on a game yet, please come back on the January 22nd game because that is the alumni, student alumni, heckler alumni reunion section game that uh, Matt Atkins is and, and, and crew are um, 
are setting up and are planning and it's already going off like gangbusters already have like 40 tickets sold. And so it's, it's going to be a big thing. We're doing a big tailgate that day as well um, before the game. So really consider coming back for that event that weekend, um, January 22nd, I believe that's the game we're playing New Mexico, right? Or is that the GCU? The January 22nd one, I think is GCU. Oh, let me check really fast. Hold on. Um, no, we're playing New Mexico. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the game we're playing New Mexico. So it's going to be a big, 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 big game. Um, so please, 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 if you haven't made it back for a game yet, make January 22nd your weekend to come to a game in Nacogdoches because we need that place popping to play New Mexico, please. Please, please, please. And thank you. And it's cheap, it's cheap tickets. Um, I think they're like $5 or something. Matt was able to swindle like a $5 ticket. So yeah. if you want more information about that, there's a Facebook group or a Facebook event. Just got to type in like student heckler reunion game SFA um, or just go to their Twitter on Lumberjack fans. And it's the pinned tweet at the top and it has all the information that you need. So make sure you come back for that game. All right. Don't forget to buy your my plates, www.lumberjacks.com uh, slash no, myplates.com slash uh, lumberjacks. I almost forgot what it was. And uh, it's a great way to support your SFA athletics, um, your SFA athletic groups. And man, we are just ready to go, ready to go for Kansas, ready to go for the rest of the season, hoping that we can turn things around, hoping that, you know, Rati's absence isn't going to affect us too much. I mean, I know it will, but hopefully not enough to where it's, you know detrimental but yeah so hope you guys have a great day we again have the game on saturday and then there's actually a game next week on tuesday i believe right yep. yeah and so you'll be hearing from us a lot most likely um we won't do the post game for kansas probably until monday when we get you know give us yeah. a day to get back and get ourselves in order so um we love you guys thank you for supporting us and as always ask some jacks without some jacks and we kept it under a freaking hour. Yeah. Okay. We're gone. Out. Bye. Woo.